Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. The following is an interview with Whitney Bevins. Coach Bevins is the current head girls cross country coach for Westfield High School. Despite her questionable taste in fast food breakfast, Coach Bevins had a lot of powerful and insightful things to say. Even though this was my first extended conversation with Coach Bevins, I enjoyed it a ton and learned a lot. Uh, before we get to the interview, I just want to say thank you all for supporting the podcast. All the positive feedback I got from interview number one meant a ton. Uh, this is my first time doing anything like this, and I'm excited to continue to grow and to shed light on all, on all the amazing people that uh, make our sport great. So thank you all again. And now, without further ado, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with Coach Bevins. All right, Coach Bevins, welcome to <laughs> the Indiana Runner Podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to start this episode off a little bit differently. We're going to open with what I call tear talk. Uh, so I definitely did not steal this from another podcast. Definitely my own idea. Okay. So we're going to, uh, take a subject and we're going to rank our top three favorite things in that subject. That makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. So right. what we're going to do this week is top three favorite fast food restaurant breakfast. Oh, uh, my language, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, okay, you go ahead. I'm ready. I mean, that's the easy answer for me, but you go ahead. Okay, cool. So I'll start with number three and go up. So number three, I have Wendy's. Uh, I've actually only been there once for breakfast, but I thought it was really good. And then maybe like a week later, I went to go try it again. And I sat at like the ordering window for like 10 minutes. And nobody was there. And so I just like haven't been back since, but I was pretty <laughs> impressed. Like they, I think they just started rolling out their breakfast like I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. And I was, I was impressed. Okay. Well, I'll try it. It's not on my list. Okay. There we go. Uh, number two, Chick-fil-A. So I actually, where I work is like two minutes from a Chick-fil-A. And anytime I go into the office, like I always go to the grocery store, telling myself I'm going to buy groceries and make breakfast before I leave. But every time I end up just going to Chick-fil-A as I'm headed to the office. So that's number two. And the number one is the OG McDonald's. Um, <laughs> you're not a fan? No. Go, oh, it's, man. It's, it's, no judgment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I just, just kind of grew up on McDonald's breakfast. Uh, I have like fond memories of like freshman, sophomore year, high, like summer training. My mom picks me up and like whole way home. I'm just begging her to pick me up some McDonald's breakfast. So think just the nostalgia and the kind of the the ogs that's that's why they're my number one it's a good it's a good pick thank you um, thank you yeah the, the triangle uh hash browns it's pretty legit yeah <laughs> yeah there you go all right you're up okay okay so we match on number two uh number three okay. uh for me starbucks impossible breakfast sandwich oh uh -huh. interesting yeah yeah i'm not vegetarian vegan but i like i do like that sandwich okay. uh number two Chick-fil-A. There we go. Yep. The chicken minis and the chicken biscuit. For it's sure. So good. Okay. Number one, shout out uh, Coach Astral in Winnemac uh, for introducing me to Casey's Breakfast Pizza. <laughs> what what is that okay so first of all Casey's is a gas station uh -huh. uh, if you know anything about Whitney I'm skeptical skeptical about gas station food so it's a little <laughs> yeah try breakfast pizza from a gas station but it's so good what what all is on it okay so it's like this cheese sauce and you can get it with gravy sauce too if you want um <laughs> it's it's just unbelievable you have to try it josh okay so yeah <laughs> cheese sauce like then cheese again uh eggs you can get it with sausage or bacon uh and then like the like gravy drizzled on top it's it's so good Okay, I'll take your word for it. This is this one of those things that's like sitting in the like rotisserie <laughs> or like it's oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Now you can call and order one fresh. Oh, there um, you go. 
Yeah. So from us, I think uh, Brownsburg or Cicero is the closest Casey. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't think I've driven past one in a while, <laughs> but next time I do, maybe I'll stop in. Yeah, 100%. There we go. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go kind of take a journey through your story, your timeline, starting with like kind of how you got into running beginnings through college, post-college, things like that, your own running career. Then we'll go into coaching, how you got into coaching, and then we'll wrap up with a little coach's corner. How does that sound? All right. I like it. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I'll start from the beginning. How, how'd you get into running? How did you start? Well, uh, my dad was a Marine, uh, an ex-Marine at the time. Uh, and so structure and exercise was just a part of our childhood. And so he, he was a runner uh, late, later in life. And so he kind of got me into running and, and yeah, and take, I grew up in the kind of when Westfield was, uh, country roads. And so we were, were kind of required to go on some runs as kids and, um, and then it, yeah. And then I, I think when I was just allowed really to take, uh, or go let's start cross country at Westfield was really when it started. Um, but I was introduced to running at an early age. Okay. And, Cool. So you grew up in Westfield? I did. Yeah. So when did you start like running for the school or running like organized? Uh, So Westfield back then, uh, you could run in sixth grade for cross country, which I think is still the case. Um, I actually quit cross country my sixth grade year (laughs) Um, because I was, I was a dancer or ballerina. I was ballerina and gymnast and wasn't quite ready to give that up yet. And then seventh grade season, um, ran again no that was I, no that's false information fifth grade i apologize fifth grade quit fifth grade season ran in sixth grade um and i think just found i was pretty good so stuck i decided to stick with it at that point in sixth grade okay so early on was it like you were good at it so you stuck with it or did you like it at all i don't you know i don't really remember i think i've always been really competitive and then yeah i was I think it was just good. Uh, like sixth yeah. grade, I, was, I think maybe one of the top sixth graders to finish in county at, for the Hamilton County meet. And even still to this day, like Chuck Eppen, like will tell the story that he tried to recruit me over to Carmel as a sixth grader. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, so I think it was just good. And that kind of, you know, like thrived. I thrived on that probably, you know, being good. And then, you know, you get positive attention from that. And that's, mm-hmm. so that kind of keeps you going. And then, you know, I think the love came later, but um yeah okay so how long did you stick with gymnastics I did that for years I I had to give it up I think seventh or eighth grade because the running became the focus and it was just too much to do both um yeah the the time to train for to do ballet and gymnastics was equally as much as it should take to you know for the training with running and I just couldn't do both so I think through yeah late late middle school I gave that up and because clearly running was was probably the better choice for me once once I kind of got started yeah absolutely uh so what was high school like what was training like the culture things like that uh so funny I think you know most people know Westfield how it is now and my freshman year we had a different coach Litzkin came my sophomore year so my first year at Westfield it was Scott Miller uh still a great person um happy I was glad I had the experience of him coaching me my freshman year but Westfield only had, we only had five girls my freshman year to make a team. Uh-huh. Um, this was pretty small and I loved it. So, you know, I was uh, six in the state as a freshman in the 3,200. Um, missed, uh-huh. true story, I was 26 my freshman year in cross country and that's still devastating. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and then sophomore year, Litzkin came. And I think that's really the start of Westfield cross country was when Litzkin started um, mm-hmm. in coaching right out of Butler. He graduated from Butler and immediately took over our program my sophomore year and okay. we were being you know pretty much nobody a small a small country um kind of farm school to my sophomore year um not making the state and then we were 11th at state my junior year and then we were state champions my senior year um you know so he really built the culture of kind of what Westville cross country is today um and kind of you know to to an extent what I, I think, uh, as, as a coach now of Westfield, kind of, I use a lot of what he, um, started, um, to, to build our program off now. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how big was Westfield at this point? 
like the yeah. actual school uh, right now uh how about right now and then and then when you were there um i think we we're close to 2500 now and it was i had 150 in my graduating class um, yeah so it's changed quite a bit so you know i don't it was maybe about 700 students when i went okay and what years was that so oh you're gonna age me right away oh, no, sorry <laughs> no so i graduated in 99 okay yep okay and then so was it in high school where you started to fall in love with running or did yeah. it still kind of yeah, a love-hate I think thing? So probably freshman year i think more uh was realizing like okay I'm, you know again pretty good at this and i and i do enjoy it i like i like the training i like the challenge of the training um i like the structure it provides um and i like just yeah being able to push myself um within a team practice and on my own um so yeah i think kind of starting then and then you know but the sport as you know changes and evolves as long as it's in your life um so yeah kind of just started probably being forced to be at practice and then um learn to love it in different ways later awesome do you have a like a favorite memory from your time at westfield or anything that sticks out uh i mean it's so people that know the sport in indiana history know that um i think when um and yeah so when we won in 98 uh again we maybe had 15 girls on the team Carmel was a powerhouse uh as you know as they are today and the Carmel team at the time um, was undefeated. So the girls I room with from freshman year, senior, they were completely undefeated um, for those for those four years. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the, how it went. So before, before the internet, uh, they would, <laughs> true story. So back, so it was in Bloomington my senior year, the state cross country meet. And they would write the, they would write the schools and their points, you know, from last to first. Mm -hmm. And so it got down, you know, the top five and probably one of the coolest moments in my high school career was when, uh, and I, and I think the entire state of Indiana, or at least anybody that was up to meet that year, not the entire state, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they wrote C, uh, when they wrote, I remember it when they wrote C in the, in the line for second, like, like the uh, entire yeah. place just erupted um because at that time it was a big deal for a really small school to you know kind of defeat or um, be a, a big school like Carmel mm -hmm. and you know so for me that was, I mean that was that was just a memory that will forever I think yeah that sticks with me and that I share with my my girls now awesome that's really so was it close like it could have gone either way I think 20 points okay. um Lidskin is a statistician. He would know exactly. I think it was 24. I think it was 20 points. Okay. So cool. it, yes, close. In a state meet, close. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so after high school, did you go on to run in college? I did. <laughs> yes and no, yes. Um, so I did run at IU for a period of time. Okay. So how was yeah. that? Um frustrating. Yeah, okay. frustrating. Um my college career is is if there's a regret. Uh, in my running career it was my college career um I struggled transitioning from high school to college and, and maybe a lot of athletes do um I I had two stress fractures in my first two years and mm. and just yeah kind of struggled like all around with injury and I think just acclimating in general uh so I only ran two years at IU and I would say really didn't even you know run or compete that much because of injury and and that's kind of, yeah oddly like yeah took a break from running in that time um so yeah looking back that's definitely a time in my life uh in running where i would I wish i could you know have a do-over or make you do it over yeah um we're gonna skip ahead just for a second to coach's sure. corner is there anything i don't know there may be some young athletes listening to this podcast that think about running in college or even they're in college now running would you, are there any words of wisdom you'd give to make that transition a little smoother? Yeah, I think one just really, do what you want to do. Like I definitely mm -hmm. went to IU, I think for some of the wrong reasons. And I think if I had gone really to where I wanted to go, it may have been a different story altogether. Um, so really follow what you want. It's a time, it's tricky. You know, there's a lot of people, I think at that point in your life, trying to like in, 
give you advice and guidance and and that's great like use that but definitely kind of do what feels right for you visit a small school visit a big school uh don't think d3 or d2 is like below you and don't think d1 is beyond you Mm -hmm. um or even naia like try you know visit all the schools and kind of just um and i do encourage athletes at least my athletes like to visit a school out of state like kind of go visit somewhere you think you you know you may never thought you would like um and you know it at least give yourself the chance to try someplace out of state even if you end up going in state like that's great but try it's an awesome time in your life to try to you know go explore yeah absolutely that's really good advice especially coming out of grade school when you're surrounded by the same people for mm-hmm. 12 plus years it can be really hard to like branch out and do something on your own or I don't know. It can be scary. Yeah. To like test yeah. those waters. So I really um, like that, that advice. Yeah. So yeah, we've got, and I, yeah, I, I have, I have an athlete now at uh, college of Charleston and she's thriving. She's loving it. And so I'm really just happy. And that's where she wanted to go. And I mm-hmm. love it, support her. And I'm so glad that she kind of just took that opportunity to do that. That's awesome. So those last two years at IU, did you, you didn't run at all or what? Uh, no, that was probably one of the bigger, uh, breaks in my running. Mm. I think I started exploring running more for myself and on my own. Mm. I remember training for, I think a half marathon, like training. I don't even know what it's doing I, yeah. on my own. I was like, I knew I have to run more miles. Um, you know, there weren't any real workouts. I wasn't working with a coach. So it was figuring out for the first time in my life, I think, I think running on my own and what mm. that meant to me. And so, you know, I, in, so in some way I, I appreciate that experience and getting to do that. Yeah, for sure. A big part of uh, my lifelong love for running was under like understanding that I do love it for myself. Um, and not just because I'm forced to be at practice every day. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely relate, relate to that. So I, so I ran for Fishers yep. um, and like, I was, I was a decent runner. Like I was a, like a high 16 guy, which is, it's like varsity but not like d1 colleges are knocking down my door Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to go to Purdue and so I thought you know I'm gonna go there anyways might as well like try to walk on Mm -hmm. and so the summer before my freshman year of college I like was training myself and like I I really enjoyed running I, I would say I loved it while I was in high school but similar to you like making my own training plan and like doing my own workouts my own uh, like everything I, I like really started to fall in love with the sport and um I don't know you just like find your own way in it and I didn't end up running at Purdue <laughs> but uh that was like the beginnings of my love for running and just like really getting hands-on with it were you on the run club there um I wasn't actually I kind of just I don't know why I didn't compete with them uh, or run with them but I kind of just did my own thing Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of similar to you I was like kind of off and on uh, with running in college I actually spent two years as an assistant for West Side so okay. that was cool ran with them a lot um, but yeah it's a lot of just like finding my way with running yeah. and then just college in general as you know that's crazy time yeah no that's it's yeah I think there's a lot of it's a tough transition that a lot of athletes don't necessarily anticipate and mm-hmm. I don't know there's always a lot of support for just how different it's going to be once you get there as a, you know, regardless of any, you know, any level, but D1, D1, I was not prepared for D1 running. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, so you graduate from IU. Yep. Um, what follows that? Oh gosh. Are you ready? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so grad school, uh, okay. I, so I'm a registered dietitian by, I guess profession and so did grad school became an RD and then immediately following my program so uh, I worked for a year and then joined the Peace Corps and so running this is a period of Whitney's life where running really wasn't um, a big part Um, I did actually that no that's not true that my first experience with coaching came during grad school I was living at home and I started helping actually with Westfield Boys Cross Country I was an assistant to uh, the former coach, uh, Greg Albert, who's a good friend of mine. And that was my first introduction to, yeah, coaching uh, while I was in grad school. And yeah, and I loved it. I loved it. And, um, but 
I wanted to explore. I went overseas for two years with the Peace Corps, um, did nutrition work. There was no running on the equator on a tiny little island. And so running was not in my life for a while. And it I missed it. I missed it a lot. Um, I think it certainly impacted. That was the first time I learned that running was a part of me. Mm. And that without it, I struggled like mm. just as a person. And so it was, it was probably good for me to learn that lesson. Um, but so, yeah, uh, it was overseas, kind of moved home. Um, oh, gosh, I'm all over the place. Uh, I moved to Colorado. I uh, lived in California. lived uh, in Washington State, not really running a whole lot. Um, finally kind of moved back. I actually worked for New Balance um, as a sales rep oh, cool. um, for a bit. And that, I think, actually got me kind of back into running in my late 20s. Mm -hmm. and um being around the running again i loved it i loved being at race expos and and that i think started something for me back like i really missed this and i remember before the 2012 olympic trials i um saw some women from Indianapolis training and qualifying for the trials and was like i can do that there we go and i was like wait a second i can do that and that that kind of jump started uh, running again for me in my early thirties. Um, and I was back in Indianapolis and started running with a training group here called PBT and got into marathoning. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Uh, so going back a couple of years, how did you get uh, involved as an assistant with Westfield? Um, did you know, like when you were running at IU or your time at IU that you wanted to potentially coach in the future? Or? No, I mean, it was never that, you know, that straightforward plan of I'm going to be a teacher and then coach. Um, no, I, I, so when I wasn't running at IU, I helped out with Bloomington South um, for a little bit. Okay. And then when I was in grad school, like running has always been just a part of who I am. And so in, in some capacity, I found it again in grad school, I helped out with Westfield as a boys assistant. And then Another period of my t my life, I was back in Indiana and um, helped out with actually Hamilton Southeastern under Joe Golden for a time. Okay. Um, and then again, I was in the state. Um, I helped. So then I was like, well, wait, I should probably be coaching with Coach Lidskin if I'm in the state and I'm coaching. <laughs> um, so then I remember I um, left Southeastern and uh, was Lidskin's assistant. Um, for a period of time before moving out of state again. Uh, I was fairly nomadic in my 20s. Um, awesome. So, but yeah, no, it's kind of just anytime I was in the area, it just felt right to be a part. I'm back at Westfield helping out. Okay, cool. So how how did you come into this role as the so, head coach? Yeah. Um, yeah, so in 20, yeah, I guess it's been four years now, 2019, I was a, I actually had a job at the blind school and okay. as a dietitian. And it was the first time I had a job that lined up with coaching hours working at school. And uh, Litskin asked if I could help with camp in the summer. And he's like, you know, you can stick around if you want. And that was it. Like I was, then I was his assistant that fall in 2019. And he was talking about stepping down in a couple of years. And I'm not sure I had a choice. Um, kind of, <laughs> like there's this talk of like, okay, Whitney, so when you take over um, and I was terrified uh, and, but it's the most right thing I've ever done. Mm. I think in my life, um, it just, it fit, it fits, it still fits. Um, so I was with his assistant for two years, two seasons before he stepped on and took over. And, um, yeah. This is my second season as head coach. Okay, cool uh so how's it been so far first two years uh it's good good uh it's, it's a lot of time it's it's hard it's challenging um some days I, I'm tired and I don't always want to be there but I love it and um I probably never loved a job more um, it's going really well I I think I'm learning each season is different um you know the the, the talent just the dynamic of each group of girls is different um you know where I'm at in my own life is different so how I'm going to coach is probably different and or will be moving forward mm -hmm. season to season um but at the end of the day uh, there's a picture of me from the Brownsburg meet last week and 
like I, I don't, I'm a fairly serious person I guess so it's like mm -hmm. one of the like I guess a parent take a picture and I'm smiling and it's it's definitely like when I'm Saturday morning it's one of the few times I like I guess I'm like genuinely like happy and joyful mm. um, is being with my team that's awesome so looking back like during the the times that you were like traveling and mm -hmm. um doing different things around the world like what did what you learn from that time that's allowed you to be a better coach now um I guess I, I yeah I guess I I think just that my time away from running has taught me a lot mm. um I and I guess I probably the biggest impact for me is and I don't I don't say this to be I guess dramatic but more that it's because it impacted me so much as a, as a person and as a runner um was in 2009 um when my father took his life that for me was where running really came in as more than just I was an athlete in the sport mm -hmm. it was that is the first time in my life like where running really became um something where I think I I for the first time I think used running in a new way in terms of uh, like you know in, in the sense of using it for healing mm. and stress relief and kind of uh exploration and um so yeah that was probably the first time in 2009 where running became something other than just I'm training and I'm racing and that's what this is for this is what I do and it just became that's really um uh, yeah there's a new sense of running for me in 2009 and I think that was an important lesson for me to learn that running was just could be something very different and I think that experience was impactful for me mm. and I use that in coaching with a lot of my girls that you know day to day are struggling with you know just different things in their life you know anxiety and stress and school and social life and so we talk a lot about how running is not you know, it's it's, it's going to be something different in your life um, all the time. It's always changing. Sometimes you're using it towards a goal and sometimes it's um, it's helping you just get through your day. Mm, that's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, you. So you mentioned the, the picture of you smiling at the meet. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is it about coaching or seeing your girl succeed that, I don't know, makes you happy? I... Um, yeah, I guess it's, I'll try to put that in words. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, I love it so much. And to see them, I think, just come together, like there's, it's such a positive community. And I think that every high school team is for the most part a really positive community for these girls and boys, you know, and seeing them achieve a goal that even so, so I was recently offered, I, I'm, I'm coming back around. I ramble a lot, but I'm coming back around. You're good. Um, so I was offered um, an assistant coaching job at Butler this fall. And, and one of the reasons I turned that down was when I had a freshman on my team this summer who's new to running completely entirely. And in the first week of practice ran one loop at, so we trained at McGregor Park and she was able to do one loop and that was it. And then two weeks later when we were back at McGregor, she was able to run two laps without stopping. And to see her just so joyful and confident and excited. Ah, can you, okay, sorry. You're good. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought, yeah, I hit something. Um, so to see her so feel, like, feel accomplished in that and to in knowing that running brought her that uh, confidence and mm um enjoy was it, it's that's hard to walk away from and to be a part of that journey for her and and to see her grow as a person and as an athlete in the next four years and regardless of time seeing her just be excited to progress in something that she probably never thought she was able to do is mm. really powerful that's awesome yeah I thought a lot so I'm in my first year of coaching with Carmel and I thought a lot about that as well like obviously we're, we're a pretty good team this year and a lot to get excited about on that front, sure. but seeing guys improve like a minute, two minutes between races. And I don't know, like running is just such a highly personal sport. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you learn that a little bit in high school, more in college, and then even after, and even that's just hearing you talk about um, what it meant for you in that time of healing. It's just cool to see guys and girls improve and I don't know, just the impact it has on their life and how it translates to other aspects of their lives. Uh, it's just something that's going to carry with them for the rest of their lives, really. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, you and I can both draw now that we're coaches, we can draw from that experience that we had in high school. And yeah, although not perfect, like still remembering that that experience was just, I think, probably shaped us a little bit is, is what helps me as a coach is remembering that that experience was so positive and and something I would never change and so yeah trying to recreate that in some way for these kids boys and girls alike is is really I think it really special that we get to be in that role absolutely so it's only been a couple years but what are some of the the highs the lows some of the maybe key moments or key lessons you've learned so far um to I, just learning to be my own coach. Um, mm. You know, I had pretty big shoes to fill with Coach Litskin. Uh, he was my, you know, he was my coach. He created an incredible program at Westfield. You know, uh, for yeah, for four times state champions, uh, and and national um, Nike national representatives. Um, you know, so it's a lot to fill, and I, my first season definitely was just kind of following along a little bit. And not necessarily always thinking for myself and um, doing a much better job at it this year, kind of making my own decisions and like, you know, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to guide our program. And these are things I want to change and work on. And so being just a little bit more confident in myself as a coach. And I think that'll continue to evolve too. Um, Yeah, certainly the challenges are just sometimes it's the day-to-day grind you know he is a coach you don't get a lot of breaks and you work another job and mm-hmm. that can be tiring and have to be on all the time for the kids you know I, I feel that obligation to be on when I'm with them and sometimes you don't want to you know sometimes you're tired and or you've had a bad day at work and trying to have to put that aside can be challenging uh day-to-day and then um you know and just dealing with the kids sometimes you know their negativity and drama sometimes with girls is Mm -hmm. is really hard it's difficult and you take that home and um all you want to do sometimes you think as a coach you're just going to do running and that's it you're going to go to practice and you run that's it (laughs) um it's not it as you know you know you're dealing with injuries and you're dealing with um girls that are struggling you know at home or with something, you know, they break up with their boyfriend and, you know, and they're upset and, and you've got to be there kind of for all those things. And that's, that's a lot. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. I, I find myself like when I pull up to practice often, I like sit in my car for a little bit longer than I should. And just like, like <laughs> yeah. resetting, you know, like we leave and work at work, no matter how tired I am, like I'm here for, you know, these yeah. kids to like build those relationships. And, um, how do you balance like, obviously like success is a a big part of running and it it is what partly makes it fun and enjoyable is like getting better and improving and having success. How do you balance that with, um, like you said, like there are things going on in their lives. You want to be positive role model. Like, how do you, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. And that's definitely something I'm learning or trying to be better, be more intentional at this year. So, you know, I competed at a very high level and, ran in the Olympic trials and as a marathoner. So I'm pretty driven as an athlete. And sometimes I have to remember that, you know, not all my girls are like that. And I have to Mm. be better at finding that balance. And that's been definitely something this year that's been more intentional of. Um, So we joke, um, I am not so fun. And that's (laughs) what my assistant coaches are for. They're way more fun than I am. Um, I'm serious. I want to just, you know, like work hard and and win. And I recognize that that's not, it's all about. And so I'm very grateful for my assistant coaches of helping me with that balance for sure. And, and the girls too, like trying to read them as a group and recognize like, okay, today needs to be a little bit more relaxed and um because it is it is a balance if if I think if girls are not having fun then they're 
they're not enjoying running. Um, and so trying to be better about making practice a little more enjoyable. And I'm not always good at it. I, I, I promise I'm not. But again, I've tried to ask for help in that way. I asked the girls too. Like you, if you've got a fun idea, let me know. Um, we'll, we'll do it. But that's not me. I'm not fun. I'm the non-fun non coach. Um, you know, I, I just want to grind. I want to train and, and win and, you know, but that's not all it's about. And, and the best parts of coaching are not, are certainly not in, yeah, in those workouts. The moments are, you know, when you connect with an athlete and, or just see the smallest progress. So trying to be better about that for sure. Yeah. I think that's a huge aspect or huge key to success of being a good coach is, I don't know, like being honest with who you are and like you said, like surrounding yourself with people that maybe like balance you out. If you know that you're not the fun coach, hiring someone who's a little bit more fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's really smart. Uh, are you the fun coach, Josh? I think so. I, don't <laughs> I think I'm pretty fun. Yeah. But it's, it's easier in the assistant. It's it's much easier to be the fun coach in the assistant role. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like pretty, I'm some 26. So I'm like mm -hmm. still kind of in touch with what's like going on in their lives and things like that. So it's easier to, I don't know, be the fun coach when you're a little bit yeah. younger. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not. The, the girls are teaching me words. Um, um, you know, that I'm supposed to be, <laughs> like slay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I have two younger sisters, so I'm pretty familiar with, <laughs> with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a new word every week. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah, they teach me things and when I'm supposed to say, when it's not appropriate to say it. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, I'm supposed to say pineapple. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Don't, me either. There we go. There we go. Shout out Westfield. There you go. <laughs> nice. Um, so what is it like being a female coach in a mostly male space? Yep. Um, yes. I And I thought a lot about this question. Um it's difficult. Um, mm. It's difficult. I think frustrating. Um, it's yeah. It's 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 not easy. There. The hardest part is I I come to the sport with, um, you know, a background as a high school athlete, as a collegiate athlete, as a Olympic trials runner, and as a dietitian, a registered dietitian. And, mm -hmm. um, and there's still, it feels like sometimes that you still have to, as a female coach, like, uh, prove yourself all the time. Um, you know, like, like that, like my resume is not enough and that's really frustrating. Mm. Um, you know, like we were, we were eighth last year at state and that's the first time Westfield had been the state meet in five to six years, five, I think. And we were the only team in the top 15. I think they had not been to the state meet the prior year. Mm. Um, and in pretty much any scenario where I'm with other male coaches, the coaches clinic or otherwise, um, not a single, single coach will ask me what I'm doing. Mm. Um, yeah, what's going on also? Like, what are you doing? No, there are a few, like there, there are a few. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a, yeah. Shout out <laughs> coach Marshall. Um, Yeah. Coach Wallace, uh, Coach Peterson, Coach Ashel. Um, so yeah, there's certainly a few that will will ask, but not many. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's, that's really hard. You feel like like you feel like a little bit like I get this, and sometimes like, oh, well, she did it last year, but is she going to be able to be good two years mm -hmm. ago? And yeah. that's, so that's that's hard. It's really frustrating. Um, it's it motivates me. Like um, mm -hmm. it motivates me. Uh, one of my biggest role models is uh, Karen DeBreez, um, who recently passed. Um, and she's, a, you know, the winningest female coach in Indiana. And she's mm -hmm. a role model and certainly somebody I aspire, you know, I want to, um, like, yeah, I want to be as good as she was. Yeah, absolutely. So what would your, I guess, advice be to maybe a fellow female coaches in the space or someone, a young woman who's looking to, to get into the space? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely worth it, 100%. Mm -hmm. Like, no regrets. I, I love it, and you'll love it. And um, I try to connect with other female coaches um, to just have that um, connection and partnership. Um, but I also don't hesitate to connect with other male coaches. Like, um, again, 
Colin and Taylor, you know, like they know, like I, I reached out to them. We, we text and same with coach Becker and Chad Wallace and again, coach Peterson, coach Oshel. Um, mm. I've never been like hesitant to reach out to other coaches. Um, Danny Fisher from, you know, Columbus North. Like, um, I've never, I've always asked questions and never kind of shied away from that. Um, so I encourage build those relationships and that's what I've tried to do kind of like insert myself. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Uh, How are you feeling about your team this year? How are things looking? Good. Uh, Good. Good. Uh, Again, I think June is always, uh, June, July are always kind of, you're, you're a little nervous (laughs) because you don't know how the puzzle pieces are going to come together. Right. Cause they're new. It's like a new puzzle. And Mm -hmm. in June and July are like, just kind of like putting the edges together and you're like I don't even know what this like what you know it's like it's like doing a puzzle without knowing what the picture is gonna look like yeah and yeah generalize like you're kind of putting the edge pieces together and um you're like I don't know I have no idea what's gonna happen and um you know because seniors graduate you have new leadership you have new freshmen coming in uh you know this is not new just to Westfield but obviously every team and so yeah really kind of by august like yeah by now kind of early september you're starting to see a little bit more of the picture and i was really nervous this year i i was really confident last year i was like i just had this feeling um i was like yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna make it like i knew like without a doubt i was like 100 we're going to state and and this year and again not i don't mean to like sound negative or or less confident just i wasn't sure you know like mm-hmm. in in our new dynamic and is September comes around like um I feel really good I feel really good my I've had a lot of girls step up we are a very young team and I have mm-hmm. girls learning all the time and improving um and our number one girl you know it's like no secret Liz Smith uh was injured all summer mm-hmm. and she's out of the boot now and um yeah love her to pieces and she's excited to be back running again like the girl loves running um and so just excited. Yeah. I think I really have a really good outlook on our, the rest of our season. Awesome. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go to the coach's corner, is there anything mm-hmm. else about uh, your time so far at Westfield, even your own background that you want to, you want to touch on? Uh, that's what I was trying to um, think of some stuff. Well, okay. Well, one yeah. more question. What was it like uh, training for the Olympic trials and, that, that whole kind of yeah. skip over that no it's okay um yeah it was incredible I yeah I loved it I was fortunate so I trained here for a while and um I qualified under so I I guess technically qualified even though I'd run the standard before I technically qualified in Twin Cities under uh for 2016 under a coach here Matt Eversall and kind of got to the point here in Indianapolis where I felt a little stagnant in my, a lot of my training partners were men and were kind of leaving running and was very fortunate to get connected out in Boulder with a coach there um, and had some good family friends, uh, the Martins, who let me stay with them. And so I was able to train in Boulder um, for a long time under Brad Hudson and then was, again, um, right before the trials, uh, switched to coaches to Steve Magnus down in Houston. Mm-hmm. And he trained me through the trials and I loved it. I loved grinding through hundred mile weeks, week and week after. Like, I, I love it. I, um, I'm, I like pushing myself. I kind of like seeing what my body can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I really love the training. It's hard. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It's kind of feel like it just consumes you, but, um, I, yeah, I absolutely loved it and was able to do, yeah. Twin cities PR at Chicago um in 240 uh 12 seconds those 12 seconds um, <laughs> that's awesome um, yeah and then yeah so loved it I loved it like I so I I won my first marathon in 2012 in monumental marathon and I was hooked wow. like this I I think I was always meant for longer distances and just didn't know it until then mm-hmm. um, and still do I love yeah I love running long like 5k's I hate 5k's <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably never race a mile again. Okay, yeah. Yeah. A marathon any day. Cool. Are you still training today at all? Some. Not as much as I like. Like there's always this hope, this goal, and then cross country season comes around and it's hard. I everybody tells me it's hard to coach and train. And 
like, I don't want to make excuses. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But it just is, it's hard to get the mileage in. Um, For sure. So I run with the girls and I try to get a long run in on the weekends, Sunday. And, and that's it right now. That's just it right now. So I would like to, I'm signed up for Houston marathon in January. Um, oh, nice. Looking at hopefully a solid training block after cross country ends. So cool. we'll see. Uh, something coach Warnicky said when I interviewed him, uh, last week that I wish I would have lingered on, but when I was thinking about it, it really resonated. And like part of the reason that he got into coaching was to kind of fill maybe something that was missing from his own running mm-hmm. career. Yeah. And I like definitely resonated with that for sure. Do you, is there anything about that that resonates with you? Um, I, yeah, it definitely does. It's like, if you're not training on your own coaching is the next best thing. I, mm-hmm. I think. And I love it. I get to still be around running every day. I get to, I get to pass along some of, so many of the things that I've learned on to girls and hope that they'll um, find love in running in some way, mm-hmm. even if not competitive, that they'll, you know, they'll continue to do it. So and no, it's absolutely something like, I'm so grateful to get to do that all the time. Um, there's always, and maybe like every coach, maybe there's this always this little piece of you that's like, okay, uh, like I wanna, I wanna train on my own, and I still have personal mm-hmm. running goals, um, and I do, like I really do, like there's still a goal. I would love to go. I would love to run the Olympic Trial Standard. Um, I would love to train for ultras. Mm-hmm. Um, if that never happens, then I think I'm at peace that I I get to coach now. That's awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. talking with. Uh... One of the other assistants, Coach Guffian, who was training for an ultra, I think it was in October, and he was doing like his medium long run was like 20 miles, and he was yeah. going like maybe like 30 miles for a long run. And he's got to the point where he realized that like there's just other things in life at, at this stage of life that have to take precedent. Yeah. It's kind of it's like kind of a bittersweet realization. Like I don't know. You can still train at, at a decently high level, but there are things that that had just come before it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Same again. That's just where I'm at right now is I wouldn't, I wouldn't give this up. Like if I had to choose, I would, I would be training my girls. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, are you still, are you still running at all? Kind of like, I don't know. I'm not that old, like obviously, <laughs> but I feel, I feel like my, bo- my body just won't cooperate anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Thinking about how much uh, like these kids race and run, and how like quickly they bounce back. I'm just so jealous because I, I don't know. I would love to be training at a high level right now, or at least a decently high level, but it's just always something. My knees bother me. My hips bother me. So I'm trying to get back into it for sure. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay. I do. You should. Yes. I encourage you. Again, I was, I was 30 when I ran my first marathon. So nice. Yeah. Time. I've done a few halves, which is a lot of fun. Um, I, I'll definitely end up doing a marathon eventually, okay. but haven't yet. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So anything, anything else come to mind before we move on to coaching corner? I don't, yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. All right. First question in the coaching okay. corner All right, is right. for the assistant coaches out there. Um, how do they best support their head coach? Okay. And I, um, have an incredible group of women who support me and, um, who are on our staff and, um, you know, again, it, it's, it's, it's evolving for sure. I'm not the best delegator, so that's not always great, but they've, I think they're just finding their strength, right. Um, finding their strength and go with it. And, um, so coach Paddington is like, she's my like right hand, right hand woman. And, she is, she's a math teacher at Westfield. She's a statistician. Um, like she is organized. I'm not. Um, so she does all of our, you know, our data, our splits for meets. She puts it in our, our Google doc. And I am forever grateful for that because that is just not how my brain works. And, um, it's incredible. And, and she's so good at that. And, and, she, and I, I don't know if she loves it. Coach Fenton, I don't know if you love doing it, but thank you. Um, <laughs> you're amazing at it. And, you know, and, and Coach Lee is is just so just positive with the girls and and encouraging and kind and and good with hugs. And, you know, it just really, <laughs> they, 
they need that. And that's not a role I can, you know, do day to day. And so they just, and again, we all run all of our staff from the girls. Um, I'm very grateful to have um, a group of women that, that love running and get to share that with the girls every day. Um, and so just, I think finding their strength, um, coach, coach Sloan and coach Hudson, again, just incredibly supportive women. Um, and so positive and encouraging to all of our girls and, um, yeah, coach Sloan is always just on it with what can I do to help you in any way? Coach Hudson brings me coffee. I mean, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> more can you ask? Right. No, they're, they're way, they do way more than that, but they're just, yeah, they're amazing. So supportive of me and the girls, they help me. I'm kind of the vision and they're great with logistics. Again, me, not me. Um, I'm kind of just used to training on my own and like, yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to go run 20 miles wherever. And they, you know, they're like, Whitney, maybe we should think about stopping for water. I'm like, <laughs> we should do that. Um, so just all the time they're, they're, they're kind of my planners and, um, helping with logistics, um, things I don't think about. I don't have kids. They do. So again, they, they're kind of also thinking from maybe some like a, like a mom standpoint, sometimes of like just general like safety <laughs> that mm-hmm. I might not consider uh-huh. um because I'm just on my own um so yeah I think they just like find your strength as an assistant coach and and really go with it and and they're great at communicating with me like hey what do you think about this and um so yeah I guess cool. that's advice <laughs> yeah no that's good I like what you said earlier too about kind of you guys balance each other out Mm-hmm. um maybe they pick up where you have a little bit of a weakness so it sounds like you have a really good team over there I do yeah I'm very I'm very lucky it's like um coach Paddington was gone sorry I have a lot of dogs um, <laughs> it's all good yeah it's like six dogs entering the room right now um <laughs> hey guys um so yeah I think coach Paddington was gone for a few days over the summer it was like chaos like nobody has <laughs> for anything um so yeah no it's it's we're we're really organized because of, yeah really because of her and uh, um I'm not sure what so cross country would look like uh-huh. without my assistant coaches. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I say that I'm an assistant coach, but <laughs> just pat myself on the back there. You should. You should, Josh. You're doing yeah. a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Advice for young head coaches just starting out. Um, I think. I think separate yourself. Um you know, like I, again, I, it's probably easy kind of looking back cause I was in grad school when I was uh, first coaching and I think it's great to have like the, I think as a, an assistant, it's different. If you're a head coach, I think you have to separate yourself and you know, like establish yourself as the head coach. And it doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm young maybe, and that's okay, but I have experience and I'm taking this role seriously. And I think, you know, that you try to like, they have to like the athletes, um, need to respect that regardless of your age um you're the coach and that they should respect you and um yeah um yeah that's that's that'd be a tricky one i think sometimes um but i guess that i guess yeah just separate yourself and establish yourself as a head coach and that's um be confident in that role um and not so much maybe the if it it'd be easier maybe sometimes to be the the friend if you're maybe a little younger i don't mean to be that sound demeaning in any way but um establish yourself like take take pride in that role and be confident in it yeah absolutely I, f- I feel like that's something I think about a lot as someone who's a little younger and in some ways like I want to be that compliment to Altavote as like the fun not that, he, mm-hmm. not that he's not fun but I want to be like the like the fun assistant kind of thing but I also want like you're saying to establish myself as as a coach someone who you know I want yeah. to gain the respect so it is a tough balance because you, you also want to build those relationships as well yeah. and have them feel comfortable coming up to you, telling you about different injuries, everything that's going going on in their lives. Um, yeah, so it is a tough balance for sure. Yeah, yeah I think as an assistant, and I get I was very lucky to be the assistant for most of those years um, to, to, again, at different ages, to establish those uh, relationships. Um, and I'm glad I really had that experience because that is a key part for these kids. Um, and yeah, and even as head coach, right? Like you have to have those relationships, um, as a young coach, I think, yeah, that would like, I think just being common to your experience, right? Like you were hired as the head coach for a reason, like you have that experience and like, um, 
you, you went through high school or maybe some college, I don't, you know, depending on the age, but yeah, you certainly have the experience to share that they do not, whether mm-hmm. you're, you know, right out of college or, or, you know, late twenties, like you have way more experience than they do. And like, just be, um, own that. And, um, I hope they, the student athlete like appreciates that. Absolutely. Uh, what advice would you have for athletes that I guess not supporting their coach, but I don't know, like, yeah. What advice do you have for athletes underneath um, their head coach? I, mean, I think there has to be a buy-in, right? Like we did still mm-hmm. automatically get kind of that respect, right? Like, yeah, we're in the role. So I think there's a certain, like, like I think there is a certain respect earned there, but, um, but uh, the buy-in, you know, has to come from culture and other mm-hmm. athletes. And that's on us to, I think, create and provide that support um, for that buy-in to happen um, for a new freshman or maybe a, a transfer in or, again, mm-hmm. some maybe a junior that's new to running. Um, just, I think it's on us to kind of uh, provide and create that buy-in. But I, what I tell my girls is, especially freshmen, that there's no age in running. Um, you know, there tends to be this pecking order. I'm the freshman, therefore I should be, you know, <laughs> I should be behind juniors and seniors. And we all know in our sport that that is not the case. So really encouraging my freshman sophomores to step up and don't be afraid to pass older girls. Um, and so that's something we talk a lot about. There's no age in running. Mm, absolutely. Uh, what would you say to coaches of girls programs specifically oh gosh um (laughs) be patient (laughs) be Mm. patient um again i think the word fun lids can hate the word fun but i'm gonna use it um i think (laughs) with girls specifically it has to be practices you know there has to be some more of those i think fun activities team building stuff i think that really matters in a girls program um, I'm not saying it doesn't in boys or, or um, but I think for girls, they really have to, there has to be a level of enjoyment there for the running to come. Um, it, again, not in all situations, but let's, is like as, as a general, um, um, I absolutely do not tolerate some of the mean girl stuff. I don't know how to say that. Um, I absolutely demand that practice is a safe and supportive place for all my yeah. athletes. And for girls, sometimes it's challenging because they can be mean spirited. Um, and I do not tolerate that at all. I mm. can't always prevent it fully. I, you know, um, but that's, that's an absolute for me that practice is someplace that they feel safe and supported and enjoy and look forward to coming to. So mm. some of that drama, some of the gossip, they know absolutely if I hear about it, they're going to hear from me. Mm. So, that's yeah. that's awesome down the <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah yeah so girls can be challenging in that way um but yeah just i think letting them yeah finding the time to enjoy practice too sometimes um what kind of we hit on earlier um i am very big on i tend to be more but okay they're they're very hard they critique themselves a lot of and I'm speaking to girls like I don't coach boys so I don't know if this is similar girls critique themselves they're they're part of themselves already and so I try to find even maybe not as great a race something positive to say about it and what can we learn from because they're already putting themselves down and if I'm a role model um me putting them down doesn't help them so I try to be positive regardless, um, unless again, you know, unless it's more of like a disciplinary situation, but, mm-hmm. um, in general, like they're already very hard on themselves. There's already probably a lot of, uh, lack of confidence. And so trying to build them up, even sometimes in a maybe not a great situation is helpful, I think. Mm. So. That's awesome. I love all that. Yeah. Uh, two more questions for you. Okay. Uh, what would your advice be to parents of athletes? How can they best support their child and the program? Uh, advocate for the sport mm. and that the uh, student athlete advocates for um, themselves and communicates with the coach um, that you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're all, we're all like really volunteers. We're not forcing any of the student athletes to be there. So, mm. but if they're going to commit to our, our team or our program, that 
you know, those expectations are there and, and that's, that commitment's on them at that point. And so advocate for the sport, you know, like advocate you, you know, as a parent, like you chose this, you chose to commit. And, um, I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, not pulling your athlete out for so many number of reasons I'm learning, you know, or, Hey, we're, you know, we're just going to miss three meets this season. Like, you know, like, I think just advocate for the sport and what your son or daughter kind of signed up for helps us a lot in mm-hmm. making the student athlete accountable um, for the commitment that he or she signed up for. That's awesome. All right. Last question for you. Uh, how do you develop a winning culture? Um, so obviously you're pretty new to the head coaching game, uh, two years into it. Seems sounds like you're well on your way to developing that culture. Um, but even drawing from your experience uh, in high school and then being assistant as well, what are some of those key ingredients? Uh, key ingredients. Uh, shout out Jeff Schimmel, number one fan um, of all time in Westbrook Cross Country. Um, so having, uh, I think, again, parent support. Uh, I I know not every coach is like this. I I like I like talking to my parents. I want them involved, you know, again, like <laughs> mostly. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, but having that support is big from the parents and um, open communication there uh, with the girls. Um, we haven't won yet, but when we win a state championship, I'll be better mm-hmm. able to speak on this topic. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a work in progress right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think for girls specifically, getting rid of that negativity, some of that, that, gossip and recognizing that you're not best friends but at practice you're supporting one another it meets you're encouraging um that's a big that's a big thing for us um uh for me it's about building uh, confidence in the girls and getting that they believe that they're not um yeah they belong like believe mm-hmm. is our word this year and last year nobody in you know the state of indiana believed that we were we were gonna do good things and we mm-hmm. did um, but we had to do that um, on our own. We had to believe in ourselves. And I think that's a big part of it is um, in girls is believing that they belong and that they're capable of far more than they actually think they are. Um, and so it's so something I work on every day. I think our assistant coaches do too, is getting the girls to believe that they can do so much more than they think um, mm. themselves. And, you know, for us as Westfield rolling into a meet and what I tell them is, you know, there's still this kind of, and again, uh, you know, like I'm big friends, <laughs> friends with uh, Colin and, and coach Marshall. And, mm-hmm. um, but still like when we roll in a meet, everybody's like, Oh, Carmel's there. And for me, I, I, I try to remind them like we're there. Mm. there too. Um, and when you're on the line, it's not looking left or right to say, Oh, Oh, look who's here. It's mm-hmm. reminding that we're here and um, being confident on the starting line. Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, I think for us is just believing and getting better at that. That's all. That's powerful. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, in closing, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share with our audience? Anything else before we wrap up? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, as I'm, I just, it's just funny. As I'm looking down, I have uh, two of my dogs are just destroying a dog bed right now. <laughs> yeah, that's happening. Um, yeah. Those that, yeah. Those that know me well know I have, a lot of animals and it's kind of just a big part of my life you're, um, not, you're not in your podcasting studio yeah no <laughs> are you, yeah where are you josh I'm in, um, I'm in my basement <laughs> um yeah no no i just i'm excited um i love running been very fortunate like just excited i love being back in coaching and seeing so many um and maybe it's the same for you seeing people you ran with in high school in the coaching <laughs> capacity um <laughs> finding people that <laughs> love running are, are back with coaching. And I think that's just really exciting for all of us kind of in Indiana to get that experience. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So we, we met what, three weeks ago for the first yeah. time. Yep. And like I asked you about a week ago, if you wanted to be my second guest and this is our first like ever conversation really. So I didn't know how it was going to go, but this was really awesome. I actually I don't know. Not actually, I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, no, and like I likewise. Uh, thank you for having me. I was real excited when Colin reached out and mm-hmm. asked me if I would be a part of it. I've been bugging uh, Colin and Taylor quite a bit to have me as a guest on the podcast. I see um, why. 
<laughs> um, I was like, when are you going to have a, a female guest on the podcast? Uh, specifically me. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I'm really glad it finally happened. Uh, so thanks for the questions and taking the time to have me. Absolutely. Uh, where are you guys at this weekend? So we're Brown County. And okay. We're also there. It's our first time in Brown County after several years away. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to be back there. And then I think we're, we're, we're all at Flash Rock um, the following weekend together again. Um, and then, uh, and then of course we have, we have conference that's, you know, a little touchy subject there, but we <laughs> weekend. Um, and then Nike. Yeah. I think, I think mm-hmm. for the most part, we, we see each other every weekend and, and hopefully every weekend until the end of October. Yep. Yep. Sounds like it. Cool. Well, thank you for your time again. Thank you. You too, Josh. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you this weekend. All right. Sounds good. Goodbye, right. everybody. Bye. Have a good night.